So I remember freshman year in college, my my alarm clock was good morning from graduation. That's a good alarm clock. Yeah. I don't know if that wake me up though. Well, I guess boom, boom, boom. Actually, boom, no, it boom, wasn't my alarm boom. clock. What it was was I would listen to it while I was walking to class because I would I'd have like an eight a.m. class and I'd just be listening to it. Like freshman year of college, almost every day began with graduation like that album was like was freshman year of college yeah like i going into that that was like the whole year when like uh I mean, 50 cent and and kanye were like doing that whole big like yeah. rolling stone whoever sells lease is gonna quit music blah blah, blah all this stuff i guess in the end 50 cent did kind of quit music yeah. he still makes stuff here and there but it's not the same um but like i'm pretty sure it was curtis was the album that was against it mm-hmm. i don't think it was before i self-destruct I don't know. It, it was one of those. It was either Before I Self-Destruct or Curtis. I think it was Curtis. I think it was Curtis, too. Um, but regardless, Curtis wasn't bad, but Graduation is a fucking great album. It was That's like one of my favorite rap albums, but it's one of my favorite Kanye albums. But on, on a similar note, I was trying to remember what it was. I'm pretty sure... Oh, no, that wasn't. It was my ring back tone. Shit. <sighs> And I, I, I never fuck with ringback tones. I, I also think, was it a Verizon only thing? It might have been because I think I had Verizon at the time. Yeah, I never. Um, I've always had AT and T. I just remember because I think actually I had Singular in high school, but then they became the same thing anyway. So yeah. I had AT and T, went to Singular, then they became the same thing. I'm with AT and T, and I've never left AT and T because I have yeah. a weird phone plan that I'm grandfathered yeah. into. So I just remember because I had because me I'm on some shit. Because me I'm on some shit. That was it, from that album. I think that was from Curtis. Yeah, but no, it, I was trying to remember. Okay, now I remember what my ringtone was. It was, I get money, money. Oh, also off Curtis. Yeah. Which was a banger, but like, that was like one of the only, I, I'd have to look at the disc, like I'd have to look at the, the track list for Curtis. Yeah. That was like one of the only, I think it was that, Straight to the Bank maybe. I'm laughing straight to the okay. bank. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, come on. Yeah. Compared to fucking Graduation? Graduation was better, yeah. Uh, graduation was up and down a better album. Yeah. I mean, I Got Money was a fucking banger, but like. I'll throw on graduation right now. I probably won't throw on I got money right now. But I do remember while I'm on the topic, one of my ringback tones also was uh to the D A N C E. I do remember that. Also a banger. Yeah. Though I will say my fate my uh, the version I like even more is fucking Wale dance. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean it's just that beat and him fucking rapping over it. That's a fucking banger right there. But, Mike, we can talk about fucking... I I mean, we could literally talk about music this full hour. Like, I'm down with it, but I I don't know if that's what our regular listeners want to listen to. Uh, So I should probably intro the show. That's normally what people do here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests... Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much, which honestly, we don't really talk about Overwatch too much anymore because I know I'm wearing a Boston Uprising jersey. I still love Overwatch. We just aren't playing it as often anymore. Uh, either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Friday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Desir. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Meh. Just meh? Mm-hmm. Not even like a, I guess I guess a meh is better than an eh. I feel like it's usually an eh. So at least there's like an extra, extra little you know emphasis on the. Yeah, I there's guess. an extra letter. 
you know, I another guess consonant. Like in the sense that I could say, sure, I'm happy. If I want to add an extra sound to it, I am unhappy. <laughs> Are you unhappy? All right, fair enough. Um, since you are the anime senpai, and I feel like since we've had a lot of guests on recently, and just in general, we haven't been breaking out and doing everyone's favorite segment, which is Mike's Anime Minute. Mm-hmm. I feel like we both have something to contribute to Mike's Anime Minute this week because we both saw a delicious uh, anime film in the cinema this past week. I honestly had no idea what you're talking about until like you got to the end of the sentence, like, oh yeah, that was this week. Until I introduced you as the anime senpai i forgot we saw that movie so uh it's been a long week but anyways we we went and saw weathering with you mm-hmm. i know we kind of briefly talked about it in the in the parking lot what how are you feeling about that film well i guess before that it's from the same maker as your name yeah um did you like your name i did that's fine so going into this i know i know we spoke about it in the parking lot Neither one of us really knew what this movie was about. Mm-hmm. I know I at least knew that it was not like your name. I don't know if you also knew that or not. I don't think I knew going into it, it was made by the same guy. Oh, you didn't know that part? No. I could have sworn that I texted it to you. I could have sworn like, you, you, oh shit, I need to see this. I think you said, oh shit, I need to see this, but I didn't read it into it anymore. So like, oh, you know, it's an anime teen romance. That's right up Burns Alley. That's true. I do, I do enjoy a good... I, I mean, what this anime film is like that speaks to like i like that kind of anime mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't have to be fully like romance focused but i do like a good romance in an anime mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like i don't know you know the step anime that i like yeah mike, mike could build me like a like a box set of anime i think what would you put in it I would only just take a dump in the box and just hand it to you. I mean, it would be a quick watch, and that's yeah. what I need right now. Um, but leaving the film, I mean, we don't have to really go into spoilers in case someone wants to go see it. But I do recommend, you know, when they do put out anime in, in films like this, you know, whether it's, you know, I think this is with G-Kids or whoever, like, mm-hmm. I think it's important to support it if you care about anime just because I want to do it more. Um, so if you do have an interest, I would definitely try to catch it in theaters. I know a lot of places... Only did it on this past Thursday and Friday, so if you're listening to this right now, or you're listening to this, uh, or I guess Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if you're listening to this, you know, this weekend when it's on podcast services, you may have missed the boat. But I did look, because I was, when I was initially buying the tickets, some theaters are showing it on Saturday and Sunday as well. I don't know if it's going to have longer legs than that, probably not. I'm imagining it's a limited showing uh, across the board. But if you do have an interest, I, w- I would definitely check it out, uh, especially if you're into that type of anime. Um, for me, it wasn't – the story, your name and the story of Weathering With You were very different. I mean, yeah, overall, there's, like, some romance and some fantastical elements. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily classify it as a sci-fi anime. Like, what, what, how would you classify it? I wouldn't go as far as to say sci-fi. So how, how would you, like, genreize it? Genreize it? That, that's not a thing, but how would you, like, label it, I guess? Um... Maybe light fantasy. Light fantasy, that's... Okay, that makes more sense. Light fantasy, romance, probably. But not, like, super romance. I mean, it's romance, but, like, not, like... I don't know. I feel like the word romance sometimes, when it's a descriptor, can be, like, an instant, like, negative for some people. Mm-hmm. I still think there's, like, some comedy. Like, I, would, I, would, I guess I would say 
it, even though I think rom-com is also kind of a negative descriptor sometimes for some people, I would classify it more as like a rom-com light fantasy than like a yeah. romance light fantasy. I put it somewhere in the... Oh shit, I didn't watch any of those movies so I can't even compare it. And because I didn't watch those movies, I can't even think of the titles. You know, like... <laughs> Was it something I would have seen? No. Okay. I mean, no, although now that I think about it, I guess you could qualify it as like the 20s, you know, 2018, 2017, 2016's versions of A Walk to Remember, which I think is an accurate descriptor. Okay. Where, like... I, I don't think I've seen these movies, but I am intrigued now. You know, like, the movies were, like, it's teens who are, you know, in love or whatever, but one of them has a terminal illness. I feel like I've seen... I mean, some... that's how Weathering... I, I mean, you could kind of describe Weathering with you that yeah. way. But, like, was that the plot of A Walk to Remember? A Walk to Remember, um, if I'm remembering correctly, it, ha- it, has, not, it has been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the plot was uh, Mandy Moore's character has cancer, but no one knows that. Or, like, her family knows that, and she knows that, but, like, the public doesn't know that. And I believe, like, I don't think he was a bully, but I think he was, like, the popular, like, bad boy guy character. Of course. Uh falls in love with her for some reason i think i think he she tutors him or something i don't know i forget regardless they end up falling in love and uh then he like takes care of her until she dies okay it's pretty sad yeah so anyway they have like uh, a bucket list anyway i think that might be how i think that might be how i learned the term bucket list we were in eighth grade i feel like that's a that's fair yeah so anyway i feel like there were movies that came out in the last few years where like the premise was these kids are being kept apart largely because one of them has a very debilitating illness like um i can't remember the name of the movie but i remember seeing commercials for one like the the person was clearly going through like some sort of treatment and were like was like you know hooked up to ivs and shit Mm -hmm. walking around but the guy's like oh you know let's have fun and like they were fucking scooting around a hospital fucking hallway oh so this is your jam because they're scooting around so you have seen this movie yeah sure you're a big fan you're a big fan of the old scoots um anyway my point was, to get back to it, I think, is that I'd compare that movie to those movies. Okay. Um, overall, how are you feeling about Weathering with you? I feel like I'm hung up on the wrong things to really enjoy the movie. Okay. Like what? Unless it's like, I guess, like, spoilery. Literally the ending. Whatever we talked about, like... Ah, uh, yes. Like, it, it bothered me to the point where it was like, I feel like this is not the message I would want to walk away from this movie with. Yeah, it's it is it is a, a very different and it it was an ending I wasn't expecting. Like I I was kind of towards the end of the movie like how are they going to wrap this up? Like mm-hmm. I don't see I I guess I mean I guess it was correct foreshadowing then because there was a point towards the end of the movie where uh, the main character he finds himself in a situation where I'm thinking there is not a way where this is a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And I guess it still ends up kind of having a, having a happy it ending, has a happy ending, but it has despite, a self, despite the fact that it was clearly like not happy. It, it's, it's like a selfish happy ending. Yeah. Like it's a, like, like normally I feel like a true happy ending is like a, 
the better like the better for the world or for like the population is like what what is the achieved goal there may be some casualties along the way in you know in some regard but but overall like the majority of the things involved here uh, prosper where in this scenario it is not the case in this scenario what ends up happening is that it's a happy ending because literally nobody else cares like everyone else should care but like no one else seems to be like upset with the outcome yeah but i guess it maybe it can be kind of justified because the premise of the movie is based on this ridiculous like it's always raining and flooding in tokyo so they're just used to that fucked up normal i guess if this were one of those video games where like your choices like have outcomes and like there's like a bad ending yeah this, this would be the bad. no 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 this wouldn't be the bad ending this would be like this would be like the ending but the good ending is the true ending this would be like the ending like if you just managed to beat the game and then there's gonna be like a true ending which would be happy and there's a bad ending which is somehow worse than what actually happened that, that's actually a good way to put it um overall besides that and for me one of the other things that like kind of pulled me out of it was not pulled me out of it but it was just I'm, I need to go back to your name because I don't think this was in your name, but maybe I'm just not remembering it. And maybe I won't remember about weathering with you in the future, but I feel like the product placement was very heavy in this movie. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, there was that, there was that McDonald's thing. Like, the, the fucking Big Mac was, like, the best animated thing in the whole fucking film. You are also on a diet. I feel like you might actually. Yeah. Like, but, you might just be extra hungry. But they, like, had a whole scene in a McDonald's. She worked at a McDonald's. That none of that had to happen. She could have just worked at a cafe. She could have just worked at a cafe. But, I mean. Not granted, that I'm against product placement. I mean, granted, yes, it was product placement. But, like, it existed in, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. And it was. Yeah. I, I feel like after the beginning. Like if, they kept, if they kept going back, it's like, man, I, I'm super hungry right now. Well, let's hit up McDonald's. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's it's not eat- like it was macking me. I mean, Mike, he's eating the burger, and it, and while he's eating it, he's like, wow, this is the best dinner I think I've ever had. And it's like, I get it that you're like a fucking runaway, but come on now. Stop. Stop with this fucking Big Mac nonsense. Brennan got super hungry just watching. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, when, when, he op- does when he opens a little fucking cardboard thing and the burger comes in, yeah. it plumps up. Yeah, because she made Normal it with love. Normal food doesn't even do that. She made it with love. Oh, okay. Love is the plump? Love is the plump. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, we talked about this for a long time. Uh, overall, I think it was good, though. Uh, for me, fucking Nagi and Rain were, like, the best parts, though. Yeah. Allison Bree's character was good, too. I can't remember the character's name. Um, was that the... The sister's niece. Okay. Um, she was good, too. She, she was, like, kind of a... Wait a minute. So, I guess you can keep talking, but... Like, it's only now these things are, like, piecing together for me. She is, uh, she's kind of like a Balma-esque character to me. Yeah. And I like that. Like, I like that attitude of the character. I like that portrayal. But I I thought the voice acting across the board was actually really good in the movie. I know people, you know, there's some people who kind of draw a line in the sand with, with mm-hmm. dubs and subs. But I thought that the, the, the English voice acting was very good in this movie. Um, but, like, fucking... I'm gonna call you senpai. Like, just... I Nagi was really good. And then... All of the cats' beats in the film were so good, and then in the in the time skip portion, or I guess towards the end of the movie when they're a little bit older, and then Rain shows back up. It's great. It's fantastic. 
It's such such a good little fucking, such a good little thing. Uh, are you looking at specific voice actors or? So, um, because you had mentioned Lee Pace being in it. Yes. And then you mentioned uh, Alison Brie. Alison Brie. I was like, oh, I didn't realize they they cast like, um, you know. American like traditional actors to do voice acting for this movie. I thought they just got voice actors. I think those were the two big ones. Big I think everyone else may have, have like big act. Look at this guy. They might have like bigger act like voice acting roles, but mm-hmm. like those were the two that I knew were. Oh, that's what I know him from. Okay, were uh on that too. Um, no, because the entire time I thought the main character sounded like Tom Holland, and it bothered me for a bit. Uh... And it. It didn't cross my mind. Until it's just, not him, though. It's right? not him. Okay. But it didn't cross my mind until just now when you mentioned the other two people, Mike. That it could be. It could have been. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of building this movie up to be, like, I think it's gonna do well regardless because Your Name was a very popular movie. But I think because of the popularity of Your Your Name, I think they were kind of like anticipating this movie having a good, a, a wide appeal in in the U.S. I think that's why they cast some some more well known people. Um, at least like names that people can yeah. resonate with. Um, but moving on from Mike's fucking Anna 15 minutes or whatever that was. Um, have you been playing anything? Nah, not really. Um, I have been playing through um, Night in the Woods, which is a game I've been looking forward to playing for a long time. Have you had any interest in this game, Night in the Woods? Never heard of it. It's indie game uh, by Finji is the studio, and uh, it's... Play a little cat. You've probably seen it at PAX more than once. It's like it usually has a decent presence somewhere in the in in the in the. I don't think it's in the indie mega booth, but I feel like it's had a decent presence at least a few different times there. If I th- I feel like if I showed you the cat, you would at least recognize the cat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had like a a want to play it, and it's always been there on Switch and Xbox and other places. Um, but I've just. I've waited, and I've just, uh, I have so many games to play, whatever. At some point, I'll grab it. It went on sale recently, and I was like, I'll snag it. Uh, I finally started playing it. And I know a lot of people, you know, that really love it and have, like, a big affinity for this game. And it's not bad, but it's not, like, it's not, like, blowing my socks off. Like, I, I like it, and I'm going to finish it. I'm towards the end. I'm at the point where I kind of just want it to be over. Like, I just want to be done with it at this point. Um, like it has some interesting thing. The dialogue is really good, but like from a game aspect, it's not a lot of game. It's a lot of talking and reading, which isn't bad. Again, the dialogue's really good. Um, but it's you know it is what it is. The story is a little inter. I'm towards the end, so like I'm assuming I'm at the tipping point of like uh, there's gonna be a reveal to kind of like because I'm at a point towards the end where there's some things happening with the plot and i'm just like okay like something's gonna have to reveal some like something is needs to be revealed at some point or else i don't i don't know what the fuck's going on so i'm curious to finish it up uh it's not bad like it has an interesting story um maybe my mind will change as i finish it maybe with the conclusion of the story i'll be like actually you know what like my socks are blown off now maybe that's the build-up is is where it gets to Mm -hmm. um but i'm excited to wrap that up and then I also picked up uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, F- FE Encore today for the Switch. I'm excited to dive into that. I'm, I'm trying to force myself to finish Night in the Woods tonight before I start playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Okay. Um, I'm so excited to play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Have you like looked into it anymore? Or is it something you think you'll get? I looked into it a little bit. It's something that I think 
I think you'd enjoy it. It's something that I think I might get, but then never actually play. I think I think if you get it and actually start playing it, I think you'll really like. Like I like I mentioned in the last week's episode when when uh, Cameron Hawkins was on because he was reviewing it, couldn't talk about it too much, but we talked about a few minor things. Uh, one of those being like just the presentation of the game, like the menus alone, like when you pause the game, just like it's so immersive, everything to do is so well done. I feel like all of those little things bring such a really enjoyable experience. I think you'll get sucked in if you decide to start playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does some really interesting things. The battle system's really cool. Um, so I'm really looking forward to diving into that. Hopefully can finish that before all these other games come out that I need to get done. Um, but moving into the next thing I want to talk about, um, which also happens to be another game that I'm currently playing, is I think that video games, certain ones obviously, can provide legitimate health benefits, Mike. Legitimate health benefits. Mm-hmm. And the game in, in, in question here is Beat Saber. Oh, I thought you were going to say Wii Sports. I don't know if Wii Sports... I mean, I guess really if you're like really doing it, like if you're playing Wii Sports for an extended duration, you're, you're going to get some sort of physical... Well, your arm will get tired. Yeah, maybe that's all you'll get. But so <sighs> what I will say is this. I know we talked about this two episodes ago, kind of, with like Ring Fit and stuff, whatever. Mm. But because of what I'm doing with you know the dieting, trying to you know just be healthier overall, um, lost some weight already. I mean, I feel like I'm looking pretty good right now. I know I told you I was gonna wear baggy clothes around you until packs, but mm. it's too hot right he, now. It's too hot back here. He got he got way too excited. Like Mike, check out how ripped I am. I'm not ripped. I'm not trying to get ripped. That's not the goal. I'm just trying to be healthier. I was the heaviest I've ever been. I'm trying to lose some weight. I have a goal that I want to get to. When I get to the goal, then it's just about maintaining. It's not like I'm not trying to be like skinniest guy in the world, fucking muscular guy. I just want to be healthier. And then once I'm in that stage of maintaining, then I can probably start eating a little bit more, you know, <laughs> burritos, but continue to like work out and do that stuff so that it keeps it balanced. Because mm-hmm. if I keep doing what I'm doing now forever, I'm just going to end up being like 180 pounds and like fucking. And you'll shrink and wither away and you have to throw out all your clothes. Well, here's the thing is. I was already going to buy certain new items of clothing for packs anyway, but now I have to hold because now I'm like, shit, am I going to have to buy smaller pants? I don't know. I have no idea. Shirts, I'll be fine because even if I lose weight, the shirts might get a little bit like baggier, but I'm wide, like just my bone structure is wide. So like I'm an extra large. That's just I'm, my, my body type is extra large. Um, it is what it is. Um, I mean, if I lost it, I mean, if I legitimately got down to like 190, I could probably wear a large and it would fit fine, but I'm, I'm fine with the extra large. Um, but anyways, the thing I wanted to get to is like, I feel like some people like laugh at it. Like I talk about it and some people are like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're ridiculous. But I've been sticking to this, like, obviously I'm eating much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tested that because his fridge looks like straight butt cheeks right now name some things in there what like, what'd you see when you open that bad uh, boy okay so we had various sources of water but not like water like regular water it's like water that comes from things that shouldn't be i shouldn't be like fucking juicing to get what like he got his coconut water mm-hmm. you got some other bullshit water i forget um celery juice celery so i don't drink the celery juice jen does but i might start working it in i guess well, first of all, celery in general is unless I unless I'm just making up science in my head, 
from what I understand, celery is like it's not negative calories, but it's just nothing. Yeah. So when you eat it, you're between eating it and digesting it, your body burns calories and you're not taking in calories. Right. So celery is like really healthy for you. I guess celery juice, like it's 100 percent celery juice, just fucking pressed celery juice or pressed celery. Uh, it's like a good body cleanser. Like it like gets like toxins. Like it just pushes things out of your body. Yeah. Um, so I might start working that. Someone else gave me another thing I, that they like. Oh, you should. You should do cocaine. You should mix, yeah. You should mix uh two. I think it was two tablespoons of, of uh apple cider vinegar into like your morning routine. But he was like, uh, he listens to the show, so he's gonna be like, oh wow, that's my story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm not saying your name because I mean I, I don't I don't I don't like the name drop because I don't want to like put pressure on somebody. But you know who you are. Um, I'll see you Monday. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, so work this into whatever, but leave like a, leave like a little bit of a, like a couple of hour gap, like do it on a weekend because apparently it's like, you gotta go. Blows out your, and it's just like, your bowels. Clean, clean, clean town. So I'm like, we have apple cider vinegar here. So I'm debating like, do I test this tomorrow? But I, knowing me, I'm like, I want to have like. I don't want to do anything the whole day in case it's fucking fucking time. Because <laughs> when it hits, when it hits, I don't. I can't be responsible for what happens. Um, like in Target, like looking at you, you're like, whoa, nani, <gasps> baka, uh, segoy. <laughs> That's what my bowels are saying. They're saying segoy. Well, I'm like, uh. I doubt they'd be saying that. What would they be saying, Mike? They'd say, baka. Well, uh, what's the other thing? What's the like the? Kaso. No, the uh. Fuck. The one I said you were going to write on your gravestone. Oh, that one wouldn't work. This whole segment, by the way, we've lost all the viewers on Twitch. That's fine. Um, but anyways, so back to Beat Saber. I feel like some people kind of like think it's like a joke, but I, I mean, now that I'm legitimately, so basically my, my regiment for myself has been, and, and again, first, before we even get into this, I want to preface this by saying, I am not a doctor. Yes, I am not a doctor. I don't have any medical background. I don't have any, like, personal training or, like, health science. I have no background in any of that stuff. So don't, like, take this as fucking gospel and, and, you know, whatever. Take it for what it is. I'm just a person that's trying to make healthy choices, and this is what I'm doing and seeing results. So I, which I know this is also a thing you're not supposed to do, which is, like, not work out every day like you're supposed to take breaks i am not taking breaks but i'm also not heavily working out i'm pretty much keeping myself to cardio and beat saber which i'm gonna say beat saber is cardio Mm -hmm. um so i either go for a run or play beat saber or both and i do it every day for at least half an hour but i'm at the point now where i've ramped up where when i'm playing beat saber it's usually like an hour hour and a half and the way that I do it, or at least the way that I started doing it, which like, so if you haven't played Beat Saber, you have Beat Saber or whatever, like Beat Saber is, at least for me when I'm playing it, I'm playing it like it's a game, like it is a game. And I care about, I don't really care about trophies too much because I'm not like really in the PlayStation ecosystem too hard. I'm, I care about achievements on Xbox, but I don't really care about trophies too much. Mm-hmm. But since I'm playing it so much, I'm like, I kind of want to get trophies and stuff. So I do like 
keep that in my mind. It's a game. I want a high score. I don't want to fail. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like, play the game bad, but because I really wanted to try to see if I could see results from Beat Saber and work it into my regular workout routine, I was like, if I play the songs on below hard, which I just don't play, they're too slow and I don't, I don't get any benefit from that. Some songs are too hard on expert, but they're too slow on hard to, for me to feel like I'm getting a benefit for a workout from it. Um, so what I started doing was I, this was probably like a week or two ago, I was putting the game on expert on every song, but I was keeping no fail mode on. Mm-hmm. So I was just playing it, like obviously trying to play it still, yeah. but there's the room for, for error on songs that are really hard, but still trying to force myself to play it well so you it's it's a crazy workout but you don't have to worry about failing and i think that's a really if you wanted to try this like workout thing with it i think it's a a thing to do is like take the take the, that part of the game out of it like still play the game because if if you're just not playing the game at that point wiggling your arms i don't think that's any benefit either i feel like the songs are built in a way that if you're doing the notes correctly it is actually really like it is a good workout. I like. I really think it's a good workout. Maybe not every song, but like, "Reason for Living," mm-hmm. that song I think is one of the best workouts in the game on Expert. And I will. I'm at the point now. So here's the thing: is I started this whole thing doing no fail mode, playing Expert, whatever. But over time, the songs that I've played over and over again, I've learned the song. So now I can play them on Expert without no fail mode. Mm-hmm get better scores, not fail the song, and still get the good workout. So there's like eventually a progression, which I've actually seen. And like when I first got Beat Saber, I was like, there's no fucking way I could ever play any of these songs that are like on expert. Like never. Right. And now it's like I'm only playing on expert. Um there's still some that I can't do without no fail mode. Like I I can't fully get through uh KDA pop whatever mm-hmm without no fail mode mm-hmm. there's like a point in the song that's i can't fucking get it right yeah. um and then i don't think i can beat crab rave on expert without no fail mode i think i think there's another part in that song that i can't get get down right mm-hmm. but eventually maybe i can but there are plenty of songs that i couldn't before ever and now like i just fucking bang them out yeah. but it's it's such it's such a good workout and so basically i I either have no fail mode if I know it's a song I can't finish, or I, if it's a song I feel comfortable finishing, I, I take it off. But I try to keep the breaks between songs very quick and just keep it going. And it is such a fucking good workout. Like, I don't know if you play it to, like, work out or, or whatever. I know you play Beat Saber. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I think there was, like, a very brief time. I was like, oh, yeah, I should do that. But I don't think I've ever played it enough to, like, break into like a full-blown sweat like yeah I'm drenched in sweat i gotta go take a shower now so like legitimately i'll play i'll i'll p- play a very intense session of beat saber and like i'll play to the point not the point of exhaustion where i'm like falling over but i'll play to the point where i'm drenched in sweat and like not panting but like i know i'm working out like i yeah. i know i'm working out um at most I think my watch might say dynamic workout, and I've seen it get up to like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was like done playing. And, you know, I, it, it's just, it, it's a good, like today when I got home from work, I, I worked super late today. So I got home late and it was fucking freezing out. So I was like, I cannot go for a run today. So having the ability to like get what I deem is like a pretty, like 
pretty intense workout in my living room is amazing to have that built in like that to have that ability so i I really do think that if i continue this regimen obviously i'm eating healthier which is a big factor um and still also going for runs when i can and i we have very light weights here and again i'm not trying to bulk up i'm just trying to like feel better so i am after my beat saber sessions doing um some certain rotations of of light arm workouts with we have like 10 two 10 pound weights so i just do that to continue to like put more stress on my body because i want to see results um and i'm also like again i'm I'm giving myself a a deadline of pax east for a certain weight goal and then after that i'll continue to do stuff but um i have a year like i have a goal i want to be at by the end of the year i think i'll achieve that hopefully by the summertime um if i keep doing what i'm doing but I mean, it, oh, Ren's gunning for that beach bod now. I I don't want to see. I don't care. I'm not like again. I'm not trying to like get abs. Like I'm not. I mean, maybe maybe eventually this will evolve into me wanting to work out more and like maybe get a little more toned or something. Mm-hmm. But I just simply care about as heavy as I've been. You know, I I just I want to slim down. I I just want to be healthier, like mm-hmm. overall, and I feel so much better. And like playing Beat Saber this way has definitely like turned into a positive force for like living a healthier lifestyle and it's like a motivator like i get i get excited to come home and like play reason for living three times in a row and fucking bust my balls trying to like get because i can play on an expert without no fail like trying to get a better score while doing this intense workout um have you played the 90 degree levels yet that they've added to the playstation have you played crab rave is it in 90 degrees? Yes. Then I feel like, what level was it at? Hard. Hard, then I probably did. So, when I played Crab Rave in 90 degrees, so... For, I have to check it, because I don't remember playing it in hard. I don't remember playing in 90 degree. It's there. I played a lot. I played it, because that's another good workout. Um, which, <laughs> okay, so first, for if you're playing, if you don't know, you're on Beat Saber, whatever. They've added, I don't know if this was on PC prior to this, but they added 90 degree mode, which certain songs will have like, instead of everything just coming straight at you on a plane, it'll have three planes and they rotate between the three. So it's a 90 degree angle, Um, but it adds so much depth. And I feel like the songs that they pick for are clearly curated for this and they feel really good in 90 degrees. Crab Rave is so good, but it's on hard. So it's like, I feel like it could be harder. So now this motherfucker over here, I'm putting modifiers on. I'm playing Crab Rave 90 degrees extra speed. Mm. Don't don't start that like that like that, that way cuz the way that Crab Rave plays in 90 degrees, I always get a smile on my face the first time I play it in a session because it's just so well done. It feels so good. And one of the things about Crab Rave, just even the regular version, is the way it makes you move your arms is like really silly to me in my head because it's like it makes you like wave your arms and like you're like going like this yeah um but the way that it makes you do it in 90 degree mode is that instead of going up and down each each up and down comes on the other angle so not the middle just the other two angles so you're going like this back and forth and it's just like it's a good it's it's kind of a core workout because you're going back and forth again like i'm not going to be like this fucking muscle superstar after playing beat saber for an hour but 
it can be an intense workout. And when you bump the speed up, it's like, bum, 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 and it's, it gets like really intense. And it's, it's just fun. Like, I, like, look how much I'm smiling right now. Like, yeah, you've been super giddy about this. I, I like it. I've been thinking about Beat Saber all day. Like, it's, I, when I was like thinking about what we were going to talk about tonight, I was like, I, we got to talk about Beat Saber again. I know we've talked about Beat Saber plenty of times, but I just feel like, if you are doing it right and i mean i hope some if you're interested in that like some of these tips like play it on no fail mode and you know bump the difficulty up so it's a faster paced movement you know i I feel like there's a lot of benefit there um and it actually makes you better at the game over time because now i can play songs an expert that i definitely could not do before um so i'm 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 working on that remember how we said we couldn't see see those scores I think I have always been able to see your scores. I think I don't know what your fucking PlayStation name is. Is it Imbalanced User? That's me. Okay. So I thought that was someone else. I won't say their name. I mm-hmm. like I know who I thought it was, Yeah. but I didn't know that was you. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday when I was playing Beat Saber, I was looking at the scores and I was like, this is fucking Mike, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all yeah. right. Figured all it right. out. So I've been able to see your scores for a long time. Oh. I just, I forgot that I, that was your I name. I never saw your scores. Well, I there's there's also a lot of songs that I never played. Okay. Um, there's still songs that I've never played because I I listen to the preview and I'm like, doesn't sound like a jam or it doesn't sound like whatever. But because I'm playing it every day now, slowly I'm like adding new songs into the rotation or at least trying them out. Okay. Um, to see if they're like good workout movements. I think at this point I have like probably a good solid like seven to ten songs that I feel like offer a really good a rewarding workout. So mm-hmm. I usually stick to those songs, but crab rave and reason for living, I think are the two best maybe. So those stay in like heavy rotation. Like I'll play them back to back to back. Cause it's like, if you, you know, the reason for living is like three minutes and 34 seconds. Again, I've played this game too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like an intense three and a half minutes. And if you just finish it and start right back up, it's like fucking, we're back in the mix here. Let's go. Um, I'm hoping they add more DLC soon because the Green Day stuff doesn't do it for me. So I'm hoping there's some Green new Day stuff. Green Day stuff soon. was whatever. I like I like most of the Rocket League one. Oh, I should probably buy that pack then. Maybe I'll maybe that those will have some good gems to to work out too. I like uh, I forget what that first. I think it's called Press Play. Press Play. I like that one. And okay. I like um, um, I forget what it's called, but it, it, it the chorus is like, "I love you, love you, ooh, I do, I need you, need you, I do." I like that song. Okay. Um, there was something that I wanted to bring up about alarm clocks, I think. Yes. But I don't remember what it was. Oh, well. Do you remember what we were talking about in regards to alarm clocks? Um, we were discussing, let's see, because we were talking about your alarm clock specifically, how you had, you know, two different ones, and, like, if the second one comes up, then you, like, you press it real quick, like, because you know it's too loud. Mm-hmm. I was talking about my... Oh, I don't remember if this was it, but I think I might remember. Or actually, you finish what you were going to say, because that might spark what the actual thing was. Okay. I had said, I was like, oh, yeah, I think my alarm clock was good morning, but then I realized it wasn't. I do remember what my alarm clock was, because I used uh, Rage Against the Machines Wake Up for a while, Mm -hmm. and I did use System of a Down's Chop Suey for a while. Is that, No, that's... (laughs) Is that disturbed? I think it's disturbed. Okay. I think that's down with the sickness. Yes. Is that System of a Down, then? Not disturbed? I, we just said, wow, was, yeah. was 
a song called Down With The Sickness by Disturbed, which is uh, not <laughs> Chop Suey by um, System of a Down. Wow. Okay. Yes. Holy smokes. Yes. Beat Saber. Yeah. So anyway, no, System of a Down. Chop Suey is wake up. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, the tox is our city. Is that System of a Down? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking dumb. We... Oh, I got a cramp. Oh, no. This is terrible. Oh, it's really bad. Oh, wow. I need to drink more water. Ah, my water's empty. This is a horrible podcast. Why is anyone listening to this? No one is. What Uh, am I fighting for? Oh, uh, no one's going to know any of that was. Ow, shit. Just keep going. Quickly quickly bring back. I feel like there was a period of time where, like, we were... I had mentioned... This is so bad. I had mentioned System of a Down in, like, some other capacity... Because I knew you would sing that song whenever we talked about, whenever we talked about the band. You're like, Toxic yeah. But then you like pretended to not know them at all. I'm like, yeah, you definitely like knew this song because you would sing it. And you're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What? Yeah. Mike, that song is like the only song from that band I know. Yeah, I know. Which is why I was like confused. I think I probably brought up like um, their other song, uh, BYOB. Wow. Oh. Everybody's coming to the party. Have a real yes, yeah, good I know that song. time. I brought that song too, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering it, but I remember like talking about the band, and you were like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I know why I know the song "Toxicity." I never would have said I don't know. I may have said I don't know the band because I don't know any other song by them. I just know that song be- from Newgrounds. That's I just that's how I know. It was in a fucking Newgrounds video that I watched way too much. Mm. Um. The tox has a day of our city. No! Do we have that song in rock band? We must. I don't know. We've got to. Every once in a while, I do just jam out to System of Down for, like, no reason. That song or something else? Again, I don't know any other songs about that. Maybe, like, four different songs. Um, So I don't remember if this was the actual thing, but this made me think of this. So when you were saying, like, how do I, like, wake up to these alarms? Mm-hmm. Um... More often than not, actually, and I was going to ask you if this happens to you, is, like, I will wake up right before my alarm goes off. And then I have this moment of, like, okay, I wake up. Why the fuck am I awake? I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, let's say I have to get up at 7.30. I look at my phone, and it's 7.28. I'm like, fuck. And I look at my phone, I'm like, I have an option here. I've shut my eyes for two minutes, or I turn my alarm off now. Or I just get up like a, I should. Yeah. Does this happen to you? Typically what happens, and I'm going to have an addendum here where like, well not an addendum, but I, I'm going to revisit this. Typically whenever I wake up and my alarm has not gone off yet, I don't like to look at my clock just because I don't want to be put in that situation where like I know it's going to go off in a few minutes. I basically rob myself of like a few minutes of like peace. Yeah, see, but the thing is, is, like, I, because I, I wake, I, my body wakes itself up before my alarm often, and if I don't check my time, then I'm stressed out. Then I'm, like, then I'm laying there, like, did I sleep past my alarm? What am yeah. I doing? Should I look at my phone? What's going on? I mean, there's I don't want to roll the dice. Yeah. So, recently, what's been happening to me is that I, like, let's say this happened to me Monday. I woke up. And I was laying in bed. I was like, oh, man, I'm awake. My alarm's probably going to go off. And, like, I was laying there for a long time before my alarm actually went off. And this happened to me a few days in a row. And then, like, one day, 
I looked at my phone, and my alarm goes off at like 6.20 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I looked at my phone, I'm like, it's 4 o'clock. I've probably been waking up at 4-something, and then just f- trying to fall asleep for the next two hours. Oh, that's god-awful. I'm so sorry, Mike. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's bothering me, because what ends up happening is that finally my alarm goes off, and then it's almost as if my body's been conditioned to be like, all right, your alarm's gone off, but you really want to lay in this bed right now. Mm-hmm. That 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 actually kind of happens to me a lot too. Um, I don't know. I I don't take care. Of, I'm I'm working on taking care of myself via Beat Saver and eating healthier and running, uh, and light weights. But I, I I need to get better. Sleeping sleeping is like one of the worst things I do to my body. I don't sleep right at all. I had to be up today at four forty five. I went to bed around one fifteen. That's not healthy. No, not good. And I've been awake since, and it's you know it's. It's it's nine thirty now on a Friday evening, mm-hmm. and I'm probably gonna be up till at least fucking midnight tonight. So it's like, what am I doing to myself? Um, but I don't know how we got to that. Alarms. Alarms. Before we roll into the last thing, talk about a few other things, wrap things up here. This episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on Friday or Saturday night from seven to eleven, you can head on down to their one Washington Square location, The Carriage House, the only main open spot now. They closed the alley. If you're familiar with Goodnight Fatty, they used to have two locations. They're slimming it down because the original location in the alley, just they're in the same city. It doesn't make sense to have two, so they're just going to the new spot that's you know a bigger space. It's a space that they own, and they can do whatever they want um, in that space. So head on over to the one Washington Square location. If you're, you know, hankering for something sweet or savory in the morning, though, and you don't know what to do, you can head on over to their One Washington One Washington Square location and go to Good Morning Fatty, which if you swing over there in the morning time, you can get two different um, chubbies, which if you're wondering what a chubby is, it's a little uh, like egg scramble in a pocket. There's a, a sweet one and a savory one, or I guess a savory one and a spicy one. Yeah. Um, as well as a sweet option, which is usually a cinnamon bun. Uh, they have some delicious coffee in the morning. The dream cream is magnifique. Um, but yeah, head over to Good Night Fatty and let them know that Pass the Controller sent you. They're always, they're always good people. They always have delicious little treats for you. And as much as it hates to say it, like, because of the way that I am right now and eating and all this working out and stuff, mm-hmm. when we're done, like, if you want to go over to Fatty, I'm down to roll. I'm probably not going to have a cookie. And I mean, unless there's a banger there, which sometimes there's a fucking banger that I can't say no to, but it'll just be a one and done. I might not even eat it today. I'll eat it tomorrow because I feel like I've already eaten too much food today. Um, so you know, gotta 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 keep an eye on what's going inside this guy. Um, are these the fatties? I believe so. Oh, oh my god, fruity pebbles, Mike. That's one of my faves. Um, so yeah, one of the things when I fatty doesn't do is they don't share what the flavors are each week. Each week there are a different rotating f- set of flavors. But you can still head over to at goodnightfatty on Instagram and check out all the other delicious content that they put up there. Anyways, Mike, moving along. Before we actually get into the last thing, which is the Smash Brothers Direct that I want to talk about, yeah. I do want to take a moment to talk about uh, PAX East. Because this all happened in between us recording last week because we recorded earlier in the week than normal. Um, 
so we've talked about it on social media, but we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. So I do want to take a moment real quick that if anyone is going to PAX East this year, 2020, end of February, last week in February, heading over to Boston and coming to PAX East, we have, well, we have one past the controller panel, and then I am going to be on another panel on Sunday. Um, so if you are going to be at PAX on Thursday, February 27th? I'm taking your word for it. It's, th- it's definitely Thursday. I just don't want the date. Uh, I'm trying to move my head on the screen. There we go. 27th. Uh, Thursday, February 27th at 7.30 p.m. in the Arachnid Theater. Uh, this stuff is, could change, but I believe it's pretty solid for right now. Um, you can join myself, Dom, Todd, and then a few different guests from other uh, parts of the industry. We get Lily Zaldivar, previous guest on the show. You might know her from Viz Media or her time at IGN on the NBC podcast, on the NES podcast, on uh, her work at Industrial Light and Magic at Leica Studio. She's been all around. Great friend of the show. Excited to have her there. Uh, Grayson Morales, who's also been on the show before. Another great friend of the show. He's a he's a uh, I believe an editor at Twin Infinite. He puts out a lot of content. He's a great 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 friend. Um, excited to have him there. And then new friend of the show, Cameron Hawkins, who was on last week. Uh, he's a writer for Dual Shockers. So I'm excited to have this really diverse panel here. You know, the three of the three of us from Past Controller, and then three people from you know around the country. And the panel is the top ten video games we like to see as movies. Um, I'm excited about it. Be a good panel. It's our first panel at PAX. So if you're there on Thursday or if you're going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and like, you know what? This panel sounds pretty dope. I want to support the crew. Grab yourself a Thursday badge and swing on in. Come hang out with us. Um, it's going to be a good time. It's not going to be live stream on Twitch, but we are working on hopefully being able to record video of it and then upload it later to YouTube. That's still in flux, but we'll have something from there for people who aren't able to make it. We just don't know what yet. Um, but I'm excited. I'm super excited. This is a big deal. Um, it, it's crazy. I'm I'm like still in shock. It's it's fucking crazy. We mm. get a fucking panel. We get a fucking pass control panel. Mike, it's gonna be printed in fucking brochures. There, it's gonna be on their website. It's bonkers to me. Mm. Bonkers. The other panel that I'll be a guest on or a panelist on on Sunday is at two o'clock in the Albatross Theater, and it is celebrating 35 years of Tetris. Um, and it's a very diverse panel from people all over from different you know places um uh being moderated by uh, Morgan she's friend of the show uh she's the head uh person in charge at Indie Obscura as well as a few other uh projects um lover of indie games obviously you know I'm a big indie guy so a lot in common there but that'll be a great panel about Tetris so if you have an interest in Tetris and you're there on Sunday, please, 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 if you're at PAX for either of these days and you want to show us some support, showing up to these panels is a big deal. Like, the more, you know, the fuller these panels are, the the better it is and the better it is for us and the better it looks for, you know, a lot of things. Um, so if you're at PAX, you know, I really love if you were able to come to either or both of these panels. If you can't make the Sunday one or you're not at PAX on Sunday, the Sunday panel is actually going to be sw- streamed on uh Twitch's official, um, PAX's official Twitch, uh, which I believe is just twitch.tv slash PAX. Closer to the show, I'll be tweeting more about this stuff, and during the show, I'll be tweeting about this stuff for, as reminders and sending out links and stuff. And then I alluded to it a little bit earlier on Twitter, and since 
you know, if you're into this episode and you're in this far and you're an actual listener of the show, I have no problem, you know, kind of teasing this here because you're clearly a fan of ours. Uh, we appreciate that. We are in the process of potentially having another panel that would be a, another past controller panel. Um, hopefully, I don't want to talk too much about it, but we're in the process of potentially having another panel. We're just waiting on a few things um, to see if those get approved. But if that goes through, we'll potentially have another panel. I don't know what day it will be on or what time. That stuff is is what is kind of in question right now. But if that happens, I'll be sure to let everyone know. You'll be seeing a lot of annoying tweets and Facebook posts or, or whatever from me. So you can potentially look forward to an additional panel, but we have the Thursday panel, we have the Sunday panel. Please come support us at those panels. Moving on. Mike, the last thing that I want to talk about before we wrap things up is we got the Smash Brothers Direct. Mm -hmm. And going into it for some reason, everyone thought it was Dante mm -hmm. from Devil May Cry. Yeah. And I feel like you and I and, and Joe and, and Dom uh, are like pretty locked into like smash discourse and like who people want and like what rumors are and what leaks are. Like, I feel like we're pretty in to that conversation. Like mm -hmm. we're pretty on, on fucking beat there. Um, prior to the last week, I feel like Dante was not a thing that was like a high level rumor and or want, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, am I wrong in thinking that? I mean, from what I remember, people kept saying it was Dante because of the the three pose, and then so yeah, so but like prior to that, so prior to like so basically a week from the a week before the direct, prior to the that yeah, like was Dante a thing? Not, he was a thing in like the meme sense, I suppose. But not like a major, like he wasn't like a major want or like a major rumor. I don't think so. I remember seeing a a list made that showed like the top requested characters that weren't in the game yet from like. I remember it was one for Europe, one for for Asia, and one for here. Yes. And I remember seeing that list too, but I also never knew where that polling came yeah, from. So I just feel like it was always a fan made thing. Mm -hmm. Um. And even those lists have characters that don't even make any sense. Like, I, like over Dante, I feel like I see more people tweeting or talking about like two B, which mm -hmm. I don't. That it's not a character that would make sense. It's also she never been on a Nintendo game, mm -hmm. so I know I know there's like there are some light rules that Sakurai seems to go by. Yeah. One of them being. They have to be from a video game, like they have to be a video game character first. Mm. Um, so like that rules out the Gokus of the world, the Shreks of the world that people seem to want for some fucking reason. Mm. Um, the other being the character has to have appeared on a Nintendo platform. Yeah. Um, I know some people try to poke holes in that with like Cloud. Obviously now Final Fantasy VII is on Switch, mm. but even previously to that. Technically, Cloud was on the 3DS because he was in uh, Final Fantasy, like, Theatrhythm. So, like, he was technically there. Yeah. Um, so that still holds true. There was another character that... Uh, maybe not. Is there another character that... Besides people... Joker? Oh, Joker's the other one. But 
Joker's in Persona Q, which is a 3DS game. So, like, technically, he's there. And then also, technically, Persona Scramble, Persona 5 Scramble's coming out. And that's a, he's in that game. Um, so, like, yeah. And then the same thing, Dra- Dragon Quest XI, like, Hero from that wasn't on Switch yet, but he was coming to Switch. Yeah. Um, so I think that one's a little bit, you can play around with it. But I, I just feel like there's... Well, with what actually came on Friday, which was Byleth from Fire Emblem Three Houses, I feel like prior to the reveal, my thought would be, well, there's other, like, it seems like everyone else in the fighter pass and just everyone else in general is, like, people with, or characters with, like, more of a storied legacy. Or, like, a at this point, it seems like Smash is just becoming, I mean, Sakurai joked about it in in the direct, you know. It's a celebration of gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's more than a fighting game. It's a celebration of gaming. Um, so I feel like, you know, not that Dante doesn't have a big fan base and have a bunch of games and all this, you know, all, all this stuff. I just feel like there's, there's other things that have more or longer legacies that aren't represented yet. Mm-hmm. That could be. Um, and that obviously takes a shot to 2B, too. Um, but yeah, the, the Dante thing, like, irked me the whole week because I was like I just where did all these Dante people come from and everyone's like the discourse quickly turned to like it's confirmed it's Dante and I'm just like I don't I don't understand and like then the Devil May Cry official Twitter like tweeted like December 16th is a day to pay attention to they tweeted like three dates it was like December uh, January 16th February this and February this so everyone was like why would they tweet that it's the direct day and I'm like, I think that if he was coming in the game, I don't think Nintendo would let them fucking tweet that. They'd be like, delete that fucking tweet. <coughs> but anyways, it wasn't Dante. And I'm kind of happy it wasn't Dante. But in return, we got Byleth from Fire Emblem Three Houses. How do you feel about this? Well, I don't care about him. Okay. I would stick him at, I would stick him in the same category as Hero, where like, cool, we're getting another character. I don't really care about this character. Yeah. I will say that... <coughs> Jesus. I will say that um, I wasn't thrilled at first that I was like... Because immediately I was like, oh, it's Fire Emblem. We're getting Fire Emblem again. The internet seems to be going fucking bonkers that it's a Fire Emblem character. This is ridiculous. Blah, Fire Emblem, all this stuff. I mean, I understand Nintendo putting someone from this game in because it's a game that's recent it's on the switch it did very well a lot of people like it i, I get it getting some love it is kind of weird that we're getting another fire emblem character just because there's already so many but i'm not like it, it's weird to me that fire emblem is now one of the most represented franchises in smash and that's the part that's weird to me. Not the fact that we're not necessarily the fact that we're getting another character from there, but the fact that they're one of the highest represented franchises in the game. Yeah, because they have. Granted, they have echoes, which mm-hmm. I think kind of cuts the cuts the actual representation down a little bit because mm-hmm. they're just the same fucking fighter minus like some tweaks to you know hitboxes or or whatever, what have you. Yeah. Um, but you have. Marth, Lucina, Roy, Ike, Corin, Robin, Byleth, Crom. So they have eight. Is that everyone? Yeah, I think that should be it. I think they have eight or nine. I'm pretty sure it's eight. So 
The only other two that I think might have the same would be we got Link, Toon Link, Young Link, Zelda, Sheik, Ganondorf? Yeah. <laughs> Ganondorf. <laughs> Ganondorf. So six. Yeah, just about. Um, Pokemon, we have Pikachu, Pichu, Mew- Mewtwo, Jigglypuff. Um, Lucario. Lucario. Incineroar. Incineroar. Pokemon Trainer, which you could technically count as three characters. They play very differently. Um, but if you if you pick one, you're picking them. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So is that it? Uh, I believe so. So four. Wait, two in the original, right? I'm just. I would like literally work myself backwards. Like I'm starting from Smash sixty four. Like there's only Pikachu and Jigglypuff in that one. Yes, right? correct. And then we added melee. We added Pichu and Mew too. Pichu and Mew too. So four. And then we add Lucario and Pokemon Trainer. Oh, and Greninja. We forgot about Greninja. Okay, so Pokemon and Fire Emblem have the same amount of reps. Um, Mario gets like Mario gets murky because there's like some halfsies. So you get Mario, Peach, Daisy, Luigi, Doctor Mario, um, Bowser. Mm-hmm. That puts us at six. Technically, Donkey Kong. So I would put Yoshi before I mentioned Donkey Kong. Oh, so Yoshi, so that puts him at eight. But I mean, technically Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, technically Wario. Yeah. Puts you at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I feel like we're missing one more. Probably. I mean, Diddy, I wouldn't count. Um, he shows up in, like, some of the, like, sports and party games. Mm-hmm. So that, like, kind of gives you, like, a inch into the mushroom fucking side of things because yeah, you're in those games whereas like besides link and villager in in isabel in mm-hmm. mario kart 8 like historically for those all of those franchises it's just fucking mushroom town yeah. mushroom kingdom people only which sometimes includes diddy always includes donkey sometimes includes diddy mm-hmm. um so maybe it's not that weird i don't know I mean, Mar- Mar- there's more Mario reps. There's more or the same Pokemon reps. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not super weird. Zelda's a bit lacking. But it, Metro- Metroid just happens to be there. Yeah, well, I mean, how many people can you add from Metroid? But it, as, at the same fucking thing, though, like, think about this. We have three links. Yeah. But people are mad that there's, like, a new Fire Emblem character. We have three links. Three links. Well, and I love Zelda. Zelda's like probably my favorite video game franchise of all time. We have three links. We have three links. And I don't even. And I don't even. We do have two. That's the other thing. We have two Marios. Two Marios. But I mean, Dragon Ball Fighters has like eight different Gokus, so that's gotta count. I mean, yeah. I mean, there you go. And and I guess I mean there's a select team from Bandai that works on this game. So I I would say that even though we have three links and two Marios. I feel as though, and I don't really feel like really crunching the numbers here, I feel as though a lot of those Fire Emblem characters, with the exception of, I would say, uh, Corrin and Robin, they all are kind of similar-ish. And that's the thing, is like, so here's where I, like, similar-ish. I kind of want to, like, go to bat for Sakurai here. Obviously, Byleth is not who I wanted to be added to the game. But I feel like for people to be like downvoting the YouTube video and like going really angry online about it, it's like, let's take a step back. First of all, there's like 90 characters in this game. 
fucking slow down. Like, relax. And then, second of all, when Smash 4 came out, and Krom was in the trailer for Robin? For Lucina. Lucina. Wait, but doesn't he show, whose alt does he show up in? Robin's? I mean, Lucina's? He shows up in Rob. I think it was Robin and Lucina. Got revealed together. So, yeah, and he showed up, but he he was yeah. just in someone's alt, right? He he, showed he was up in, like, the cinematic. And then it's like, oh, I guess I'll fight some other day. Yeah. You'll fight today. And then, like, he shows up in Robin's fucking Final Smash. That yes. So, when Smash 4 came out and those characters got revealed, people were mad that Krom was not in the game. Mm-hmm. So... Krom being added to this game, which is not part of the discourse here, but, like, you're wondering why there's more Fire Emblem characters. Okay, well, Krom got added because people were mad he didn't make the game. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, Roy was someone they moved away from, but brought back, because everyone is here. Yeah. Um, which I guess you can say the same thing for, like, Link, or, sorry, Young Link in uh, Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario. Was he not in 4? It was in... He... He definitely got dropped in one of the games. I think it might have been Brawl. Yeah, I can't remember which one, but one of them he wasn't there. I think it was Brawl. I think it was Brawl because Brawl didn't have him, Mewtwo, or Pichu. And it was a, or Lucas. Or no, Brawl had Lucas. Uh, but it was a big deal when Mewtwo came as DLC. Mewtwo and Lucas came as DLC for, four. Four. And I think people were hoping Dr. Mario would also get added and never did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways. So, like, Marth, Roy, Ike are, like, the three more, more OG Fire Emblem reps. Yeah. And they all, Ike is very different from the other two. Roy and Marth are a little bit similar, but pretty different, too, I would say. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't really use Roy, but I could use Marth and Lucina. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucina gets added as she was the fucking main character, or I guess she was basically the main character of Fire Emblem Awakening, which was... The Fire Emblem game that saved Fire Emblem, so I get putting her in. She's basically the story of Fire Emblem Awakening. Her and Marth have a lot to do with each other, so it, it makes sense that they're a fucking echo of each other. Like he just want to add her to the game because she's a yeah an important character to that franchise. So she's in as an echo fighter. Technically, I mean, if you really want to dumb it down, like Marth, Marth, and Lucina are the same. Krom and Roy are the same? Krom, yes, Krom is an echo of Roy. Okay, so Krom and Roy are the same. Krom got added because people complained. I'm assuming that's the main reason why he got added, or one of the reasons he got added, because people were like, what the fuck, we want Krom. Ike is different. Korin added later as DLC, returns in this game. Very different. Mm. Um, Robin added in 4, very different. Mm. And now Byleth who, when, again, they first revealed, I was like, Jesus, Fire Emblem. But even in the fucking cinematic, they poke a, fuck, they poke the fans. They poke a joke saying, mm-hmm. saying, Sothis says something about another sword fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, she makes the joke that's like the joke outside of the game. Yeah. And she's like, take these. So like, the moveset for Byleth is very varied. I don't know if you watched the full director, like watched in and like paid attention to the moveset. Um, I think I watched it Basically, what happened to me is like I 
as soon as it was violet and i was like oh fire emblem i like kind of tuned out and then something i had to do something for work so like i paused it and when i came back mm. i i only started fast forwarding through things yeah. just to catch up so the move set is like very varied it's it's I think it it's not like set. any of the other like, Fire Emblem characters. I, I did see that much. D- depending on the directional, you use a different weapon. Yeah, so... Honestly, full stop. At that point, cool. I'm fine with this character. It's, it's not an Echo. It is a completely new type of fighter. It's going to change the game. I'm fine with it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just like, here's another sword fighter. It's, no, here's a character with a very, very moveset. That honestly, like... After watching Sakurai play with it and like explaining the mechanics and stuff, there's some things there that are like, I I'm excited. I'm actually excited to try Violet out because I hope I like playing as this character because there's some like fucking tomfoolery here. There's there's some like high risk, high reward or fucking high loss. Like there's like some moves that you can do that are like, you want to roll the fucking dice here, because uh. Two of the one of the B moves, one of the the arrow, which can be reflected if you charge it and use it right, very powerful, but it can be reflected. So like there's that, and then I think it's the side smash or side B is like this sweeping like uppercut type thing with one of the other weapons, and that's another thing that like you do it right, it's kind of like a falcon punch can fuck you up. Okay, you get countered, or you miss. You're if you miss, you're open for attack. You if you get, get countered, you're fucked. And he showed in the thing if you counter that move with someone that has a counter, he countered it at zero. It KO'd them at thirty-seven. Like it KO'd them because it has a high knockback too. So, I, I, like I'm inter- Like I think this is going to be a character you might see some good high-level play out of. Like there's some cool mechanics there, and and and. And that's kind of what gets me excited is he touches on it in the direct a little bit, but the more I've thought about it since the direct, every character in the fighter pack has basically, like he, he says it in the, in the direct where he's like, you know, we're adding these characters, you know, also to add and enhance and like bring new, me- new mechanics and fighting styles into the game. And every single one of them has at least something that's like, not in Smash prior to this character. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm interested to see this and then I can't fucking wait to see what the next six characters are. Mm-hmm. Um it sucks that it's the end of twenty twenty one, so we'll probably get three this year and three next year. Mm-hmm. Um which is great actually, but it feels like a long time to get the full six. Um But this changes how I feel not how I feel. This changes how I am going to be predicting the next six characters because for no reason other than like my own brain, I anticipated this fighter's pass being all third party. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that Byleth is here in this spot, I mean, and all of the DLC is already decided. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's games that like, here we are, we're done. Like it has to be prior to this point. Um, we're probably going to get a Pokemon Sword and Shield rep. Yeah. I hope it's not the first fighter because I feel like I just feel like there's too many negative people online and there's so many people saying negative things about Byleth that I feel like if the first character in the next fighter's pass is 
honestly, I feel like if it's not a guest character, people are going to, like, fucking make a big deal about it. Um, I would say that for the character reveals in general, I think it's just that they are, they aren't paced well, or they should be done in a different order. I think if Byleth wasn't the last one, I think if Byleth was in the middle somewhere, people wouldn't have cared as much. Like, it would be like, oh, another Fire Emblem character, but it'd be like, yeah, we know we're getting, you know, two more left. Like, if... If he replaced either Banjo or Hero, because Banjo and Hero were both announced in the same direct, yeah, I think it would have gone over smoother. And then I don't know how I'd feel if, if Hero was the last one. I think just because like I don't really care about Dragon Quest, yeah, but at least he's new. He has like his whole mechanic. yeah. But if Banjo was the last one, I'd be like, whoa. So it it is. I think it just came down to timing. Yeah, it is. It is. I guess. I guess unfortunate pacing of who got who came when yeah as i think you're right i think if it ended on a any of the other characters mm-hmm. it probably would have not have the same type of thing actually the best case scenario probably would have been if if banjo was swapped with yes. with Byleth. but because then that can't that literally couldn't have happened because final three houses wasn't out yet so that's why the other thing i'm confused about is i feel like the dlc was decided mm-hmm. so does that mean that Byleth was decided to be added to the game before Fireland came out? Well, he had mentioned that he got to play like a... Early version like of the game? Oh, of the I don't, game. oh, I don't remember he, that part. He mentioned something like that. So, yeah, they must... So, that means Byleth was decided way before. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's Sakurai's baby. And, like, Sakurai loves fucking Fire Emblem. Yeah. Clearly, like, there's fucking eight characters. Um, even though, again, you could argue like four of them are Echoes and not like full characters. Um... Anyways. Yeah, Byleth was somewhere else. Then you could you could start off the next path with like Pokemon and like yeah. people would be like, All right, yeah, we expected that's cool. We got yeah. we got five more left. Mm-hmm. But I think specifically because of this, I I hope like I personally don't care. Because again, at this point, there's characters I want and there's characters I'd love to see, but I'm not I I'm I'm legitimately not going to be sad at any of these characters that get put in the game unless it like breaks the game and they don't balance it, but I don't see them doing that anyway because this is a game they want to have around for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I, it, it's not like giving Nintendo a pass. It's, the game has fucking 90 characters in it. Like, there's someone there you like to play, at least one character. Like, there's plenty of people to play as. You don't have to buy the DLC. Um, but I hope for their sake because it's all decided, they pace it so that, like, you know, the first one's a banger, and if any of them might hit, like, Byleth, or, I guess in some regard, Terry, pace it differently so that, you know, you don't have that. I actually can see them, because I feel like Sakurai actually is pushing for this, because this also probably just fucking alleviates a lot of stress from him. I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in the middle of the fighter pass, they just announced all of the fighters. Just because, A, they're already decided, and B, like, if they're all announced, then Sakurai doesn't have to continue to get hounded for the next two years. Yeah. Like, and I think he would appreciate that. Um, does it benefit the game, them doing that? Maybe not. Like, obviously, as like a, obvi- obviously, Smash reveals are like a big marketing tool, and I'm sure bump up sales for the game every time a new fucking fighter gets announced. Um, 
The last bit of the direct that I want to touch on, then we'll wrap things up, is we got new Me Fighters costumes, a lot of interesting additions. We got someone from Assassin's Creed. It's not Ezio. I don't think it's someone else. Uh, Altair. Altair, yes. Um, we got. Well, here's what I don't understand, because like he popped up and it looked like a guy from Assassin's Creed, but then it said Smash Brothers Cross. Altair as opposed to saying Assassin's Creed, which confused me. I thought it was like a game that I just didn't know that looked. Yeah, I don't know why they did that either. I'm assuming because because I think a part of it might just be because uh, for the most part, I think except for the first three Assassin's Creed, every Assassin's Creed is a different main character. Mm -hmm. So maybe they were just like, to avoid any confusion, like we're just say Altair. I don't know. I don't know. But there was that. There was a uh, rabbit. Yeah. Which I'm very happy that it's a me costume because that means that it probably won't be added as a character at some point. But we got two Ubisoft things. Is this like prepping us? We get we getting Rayman at some point. We getting fucking Rayman. Uh, I've learned not to read into any of these things. Fair enough. Um, we got uh another bunch, Me- of, bunch of Mega Man. We X. got another Mega Man from Mega Man X, and we got. Um, Mega Man dot exe from Mega Man Battle Network, and then obviously the bigger reveal uh, was our boy mm-hmm. Cuphead. No Mugman, right? Just Cuphead. Just Cuphead. Uh, so we're getting Cuphead for me Gunner, which also comes with a song Floral Fury, which is a banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to buy that simply for the song because uh, I don't really fuck with the me f- characters. Mm-hmm. But Joe and I were having a long discussion on Thursday, and it's like. I mean, we got Sans, and now we have Cuphead. Do we have to start fooling around with me fighters? Like, do we have to do this now? Mm-hmm. So don't be shocked if, like, those start coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Because my assumption now is I feel like the dream is dead for an indie character getting added as their own fighter. But I think they see the reception of Sans and now Cuphead. I think every one of the next six is going to have, it might not be an indie game, but it's going to have like a substantial costume with a song. Mm-hmm. Um, is there someone that you think will get that treatment? Uh, no, but I'll, I'll go to bat for like, let's say super meat boy. Meat boy would be dope. I think, uh, the knights from Castle crashers would be dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, obviously you know, the messenger would be kind of dope. Um, also all three of those games have actually, I can't think of Meat Boy music in my head, but I'm sure they have some good music. They, honestly, the only song that I really like from that game, I don't think they can use. I, if I re- remember correctly, like that was a whole thing that happened when the game went over to some other console, let's say the Wii, like they couldn't get the music back for hmm. some of it. So like, it was like a song that I liked. I think they can't use it anymore. Interesting. Well, regardless, those would be dope to add. Um, and then Todd mentioned Hollow Knight, which would be kind of cool. Um, I think there was another one that I had thought of that that would be cool. But, I mean, at the bare minimum, it seems like, you know, highly unlikely that we'll get an indie rep as a full-fledged fighter because I feel like, you know, obviously personally too, but I feel like in general... Shovel Knight would have been that guy. Mm-hmm. He's an assist trophy, so we're probably not going to get that. But 
what I hope happens, and I doubt this will happen, I tweeted it at Yacht Club and Nintendo, but I was like, listen, we have Megalovania, we have Floral Fury, Shovel Knight's in the game. Can we get some Shovel Knight music, please? Like, there's no Shovel Knight music in the game, right? Not that I know. I don't think there is. So, fucking slide a track in there. Just add it to the game. I'll pay for it. I'll pay fucking $5 for it. I don't care. Just throw it in there. Shovel Knight has bangers, Mike. Um, I mean, they could, a workaround could be they could add another Shovel Knight f- character as, actually, I didn't even think of that. That might actually happen. Like, King Knight might get added as a me costume. Or, fuck it, like, clearly Shovel Knight has a, a little bit of a higher standing in the Smash universe because he's an assist trophy. Fucking get a little fucking Shovel Knight fucking me costume set. Give us fucking Spectre Knight. Give us fucking King Knight. Give us fucking, uh, you know, what's his face? Uh, oh, what's his face? My favorite one. Uh, Plague Knight. I was trying to think who Spectre of Torment was. Uh, Plague Knight. And throw a couple of jams in there. I'll pay fucking 10 bucks. I'll do it. I'll pay fucking $10. I'm not going to use the Mii Fighters, or maybe I will. I don't know now. But uh, fucking throw them in there. Let's get it going. Mm-hmm. I mean, King Knight could be me Brawler. Uh, Spectre Knight could be me Gunner. And fucking... Uh, fucking... Uh, no, Spectre Knight would be uh, me Sword, sword Man or Swordsman. Sword. Me Sword? I don't, what is he called? Mm-hmm. Fucking me Fighters. And then... Sp- uh, Plague Knight could be the gunner. gunner. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope at the very least we get an indie rep per character reveal in the me costume section with a song would be really cool. And I think it would be a really great way to keep like showing more indie love to, to, to indies, but also like elevating them on a fucking platform that is smash. Um, it'd be really cool. But what I hope it, doesn't happen and i don't think it can happen there's already like some me costume stuff that exists for gino i would real, I, it would fucking break my heart if like and gino as like a full-fledged and here's a fucking song from mario rpg i that would have fucking crushed me um but it would also kind of suck if like we got like i don't know like if we got like rayman mm-hmm. as like a me fighter and it's like eh, he would have been a good fighter anyways mike ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Past Control, Past the Controller Podcast, episode 179. As always, you can find all of our content at pastthecontroller.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at pastcontroller, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller. If you're a friend of the show, if you're a fan of the show, you want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to share us on social media, subscribe to the show, tell a friend, and even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. Open an Apple email account real quick. Just leave it on there. Take someone else's phone that has an iPhone. Do it for us. It would be really, really helpful if you could do that. We'd really appreciate it. If you write something nice, it means the world. Uh, You don't even have to write something nice. You can just hit five-star review because we got a few of those recently that didn't leave comments. They just hit five-star review. That works too, but obviously the nice words goes an even further distance for us. If you do have a few bucks kicking around, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash pastthecontroller and becoming a patron, or going to pastcontroller.threadless.com and picking something up from our shop. Uh, We get a little bit of money from those, and that is also helpful in us growing this and doing some big things for you guys. If, uh, Like I said, if you're going to PAX, please check out our panels, or if you're going to PAX and you can't make the panels or you're not going to be on Thursday or Sunday, we're going to be at PAX all four days. Come say hi to us. Come find us. We'll be all over the place. We'll be in panels. We'll be at booths on the show floor. 
We'll be talking it, you know, doing everything. So come hang out with us at PAX East. And if you, uh, I don't know, you want to get in touch with me or tell me how Beat Saber changed your life too, you can do that by going to at Groom on all social media. And if you want to bother this guy, tell him how much you love anime, you can find him at underscore mycopath. And again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Pass Control Podcast, episode one. 79.